Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Growing up and waking up. In this episode, Eckhart talks to a live audience about the path to awakening. He says there are two stages to a person's life, waking up and growing up. Many start to awaken only to later discover large parts of their personality lag behind. They haven't really grown up. To reach maturity, Eckhart says, spiritual practice must encompass all of who we are and become part of our daily routine. We may be talking a little bit more about the relationship between your form identity and your essence identity. It's a very interesting subject. One could write a book or two about it. I don't know who is going to write it. Maybe one of you. To be aware whether you are contemplating nature or whatever it is. That's a state of contemplation. Be the awareness rather than the person that labels things mentally and then there's the deep I suddenly arises in that state of contemplation which could involve looking or listening or combination of all the senses and then also any time you are doing something walking from here to there handling something Use it to practice just stepping out of thought and just be there as thoughtless awareness as you walk from A to B. Don't make it too long. Don't say, well, I will be in thoughtless awareness until I reach the end of the lake, the other end of the lake. You might fail, probably, or you may succeed, in which case you'll be totally enlightened. <laughs> Just a short from here to the door. Not walking with the heaviness of the personality. Not walking, making every step a means to an end. Every step is an end in itself. That's presence. Presence in action and presence in non-action, in contemplation. It's important to practice presence in action. Otherwise, the only time you can be spiritual is when you're sitting quietly somewhere and you're not being disturbed by anything or anybody. As somebody said to me on a retreat, I can be very spiritual when I'm alone in my room, but the moment I step out, I lose it. So it's great if you can be in a 
protected environment like here can be it's a wonderful thing. But even here, begin to practice bringing presence also into doing. And the doing you do here is probably more simple than the doing you do at your at work or at home. It becomes more complex. The doing here is relatively simple. You are either walking from A to B, or you are getting your food, or going up to your room and sorting out your things, getting undressed, getting dressed, brushing your teeth. It's relatively so. That's relatively easy still to bring, but it's important. So really, one could say, you begin to experience the merging of being and doing, so that they don't exist as two separate things in your life. And so that you not every time you start being active, you're gone, you're in just totally in your mind, in the reactive mode, and so on. And so you don't want to have two compartments in your life, the spiritual between 7.30 and 8 o'clock every morning, I'm spiritual, and then I deal with real life, <laughs> what really matters. As a fr friend of mine who lost all her investments through some scheme in New York, say when she was telling her friend about it on the phone, but she was very upset. Your life savings are gone. Of course, one thing, of course, she's justified in being up. Who wouldn't you be upset if your life savings were gone? Yes. And her friend said, "Well, just be present with what is." But she said, "This is not the time to be spiritual." <laughs> So this is a good training ground here for merging, being and doing. Start with simple things. Also when you talk to people here, having a conversation, important that there's some awareness of being remains in the background even while you speak, which means there is a certain spaciousness even and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to talk very slowly because now you are so spiritual that <laughs> you don't talk fast anymore and I hope everybody notices that I'm very spiritual <laughs> uh, you can talk normally but it is possible that if you are a very fast talker Naturally, it is possible that it may by itself slow down a little bit if in your normal, until you awakened, began to awaken spiritually, you went <laughs> that you may slow down a little, you don't have to do it by being aware that you're being dragged along by every thought that arises, by being aware that immediately the awareness already changes things. You'd have to do it. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, 
luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So the, the words I sometimes use as pointers is to ask yourself, not necessarily in words, is there some spaciousness while I'm talking, while I'm dealing with this situation, with this problem? discussing something, is there some spaciousness or am I totally in every thought that, that comes into That's the, the loss of spaciousness in a, any relationship means that you probably won't have to wait for long until the next conflict arises in the relationship. When there's complete loss of spaciousness, presence in the relationship, then just wait a few minutes or an hour or on tomorrow and you'll experience some friction because there's only form. There's no awareness of the transcendent dimension. So here you practice awareness of the transcendent dimension, which is your essence. So walking from A to B, and then again a little stretch. Any simple action. So the, there's your form identity and the emerging essence identity, as we call it. Now, what happens? What is the relationship between your form identity and your essence identity? Now, as you know, when you completely identify with your form identity, the, the physical body, and even more importantly, the psychological form of you, the invisible you that consists of thought and emotion, the mental-emotional, invisible mental-emotional entity that is who you are on a certain level, when you're completely identified with every arising thought and every arising emotion and every arising reaction, that's ego. The complete identification with that is ego. But when there's no longer a complete identification, there's still form identity, you may experience thoughts arising without knowing why they suddenly arise. And yet, if there's a sl even a slight awareness in the background that these are thoughts, you're not totally invested with your sense of self in every thought that arises. And if a thought that tells you something unpleasant about yourself or your life, certain judgment about my life, 
it, it's, isn't it all so pointless now it has come to this? Why do I have to deal with this again and again? It's just not, there's no end to it. What's the point of it all? Why is it always me that has to do that stuff? Why try to... And then you, these thoughts perhaps have arisen in you for many years, periodically and regularly. And suddenly you notice that these thoughts are arising that are telling you that you're not getting anywhere in your life that most of your search and your, your activities have been futile. What have I got to show for it? Absolutely nothing have I got to show. What's with... Okay, and suddenly there's, there's an awareness of these thoughts and you might notice that these are thoughts that are not new. And so you're not totally invested in the thoughts. That means those thoughts that have certain judgments about your life, gradually they lose the capacity to make you unhappy because you don't completely believe in them anymore. They're recognized as thought patterns, conditioned mind. After a while they even subside, you have them less frequently. So it's no longer ego. Now as the presence arises, usually it does not very easily necessarily become integrated into your form identity. When I went through a transition externally, very little changed. And mine was unusual because it came drastically and very was drastic and very sudden. But it didn't immediately change anything much externally. I was still engaged in the academic world for three more years after that and didn't fully realize that that wasn't right for me anymore. It took time. I didn't know any more than I did before. There was just peace in the background. And occasionally the pull towards unhappiness came a few times, like a pull on your sleeve in the form of a thought, come this way, follow me, says the unhappy thought that says something about you and your life. And uh, I noticed it, I didn't follow it, but I could have followed it and then I would have been lost again in mind identification and perhaps after a while come out again. Now a question that is very interesting and complex, the answer is complex, and I'm often asked this question, do you need to develop a, what people call some, a healthy ego? I was often asked that. Do I need to develop a, a full, healthy, functioning ego before I can transcend the ego? Well, no ego is completely healthy because every ego has certain elements of dysfunction and they may be certain corners in your life. But it is true that as far as your form identity is concerned, there is a development as you grow older. And to some extent, whether or not you can integrate the arising presence with your form identity, to some extent is, has something to do with where you are at as this form identity in your life cycle. 
There was a spiritual teacher in the early 20th century, Gurdjieff, who said, I don't totally agree with him, but there's some truths there. He uh, said that unless you're already fully established in the physical realm, so you have a meaningful work and you have built up your life and you have taken responsibility for your family and you have all built up all that, he said, then you can embark on spiritual work. Don't even attempt to embark on spiritual work unless you have first achieved maturity in the physical realm. There is some truth in that, but you cannot. there are so many exceptions, you can, cannot really have one general rule that applies to everybody. But, yes, let's say you are man or woman in the early 20s, let's say that you are still you are exploring life, you are kind of finding yourself, as you put it, when you talk to yourself and others. Let's say that you have more already explored uh, various avenues, none of which you found satisfying. You went to college, but after two years it was getting a bit boring, then you left, then tried something else, then you had a few jobs, but they didn't work out that well either. You had some interesting sexual encounters, but no relationship lasted for more than three weeks because we are totally immature emotionally and are stuck at the level of an eight-year-old. And one day, you walk across the street and you've been uh, smoking some weed and so you're not paying attention, you get hit by a car and then you find yourself in hospital with a serious condition and when you wake up, something happened. That shock brought about an opening in your form identity and you can suddenly feel something, some great power in you. And then you, when finally you come out of hospital, you realize that in certain situations involving other people, you speak spiritual truths. It just, it just comes. You suddenly find yourself entering that state and you talk and you don't know what's happening. And then at other times, you're just a normal, the normal person that you were before. And then you read a few books, and then you talk a bit more, and suddenly you become a spiritual teacher. But your form identity, basically, is still the same as it was before, except the crack has appeared in it, and through that crack, the transcendent dimension from time to time emerges. But you are still emotionally as immature as you were before. <laughs> and still other aspects of your personality are still the same, needing recognition and waiting for all kinds of things. Now, if you, if you waited a bit, a few more, a few years, it's possible that gradually 
the the crack would widen and perhaps affect areas of your form identity and thereby gradually transform them so the integration would take years but if you become a spiritual teacher too soon then all those aspects of your ego and your form identity will suddenly realize that, that they are in the vicinity of an enormous power and then the various sub-personalities as one could call them, these are various areas in your consciousness that from time to time emerge and take over. Everybody who is not awakened is to some extent under the control of emerging sub-personalities, which is just a word, these are patterns in your psyche that from time to time in certain situations take you over and then you become this particular person in that particular situation. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So the, the ego is still there. And then I'm mentioning this because it could happen to you. You could feel drawn to somebody who speaks the truth, and it's a wonderful thing. It's a transformational thing to be, and and you feel changes are happening in you. You become a disciple of somebody, and you may not realize that this person has not grown up. The philosopher Ken Wilber has two interesting words, terms that he uses. He says there's two things in a person's life, growing up and waking up. <laughs> so it happens occasionally that you begin to wake up, but huge aspects of your personality haven't grown up yet. <laughs> and then you have to be very careful when you go to teachers like that, and they're not even necessarily young. They could all be in their mid-thirties, they could be 40, who knows. But it's more likely when they're young, just the same if you look at the history of Roman emperors, the craziest ones were the ones who were really very young. They couldn't deal with all that. Their ego got totally in insane. So if you go to a spiritual teacher, you feel you attach yourself to a spiritual teacher, and then there are a few warning signs you need to look out for that tell you that there are aspects of this teacher that have not grown up yet. And so you get the truth then 
after a while gets mixed up, the spiritual truth, which undoubtedly is there, gets mixed up with egoic needs. The undeveloped form identity has many needs. So it begins with something very common, sexual relations that the teacher begins to have with various disciples. And not that he or she says to anybody who comes, uh, you should know that I have sexual relations with many of my disciples, so if you're okay with that, then come. That would be fine, but that's not usually the case. Usually the the teacher will, so, and that is a sub-personality that has been there, it still exists, and the sub-personality's job is to find a sexual partner, so it gets active, needs to get laid, is the expression. Okay. And so, the, of course, this it identifies with the spiritual power, and so this uh, happens many times, so usually they tell you are very special, and I will give you tantric initiation, after which you will be totally enlightened. <laughs> so if you get a message from me, uh, <laughs> This is my room number. <laughs> and by tomorrow morning, you will be totally enlightened. <laughs> then you know that something has gone wrong. <laughs> and it's time to leave me. I can guarantee, I may not be able to guarantee everything, but I can guarantee that that won't happen, so. <laughs> but this is very common, this is only one sign of an immature vehicle expressing spiritual truth, especially in teaching situations. The next sign is that the claims the teacher makes about who he or she is become more and more outlandish and exaggerated and weird, just plain weird. <laughs> and another sign is that he or she begins to denigrate other teachers, except those that are dead. Of course, every teaching has certain limitations, and that's natural, but I actually welcome every spiritual teaching and, and spiritual teacher, and most of my encounters with other spiritual teachers have been good and wonderful, except two. <laughs> and of course, I'm not mentioning any names. In, in any case, one has already passed away. But even then, I'm not going to mention the name. So that's another thing to look out for. And another thing to look out for is the, the teacher attempts to somehow bind you to him or her, to, to, to prevent you from, if the impulse should come to you to leave me, then there's something that keeps you here. For example, transfer all your possessions to me, then that'll keep you here. 
or as has been the case recently in the newspapers, I could brand you with a mark on your skin with my initials that you are mine. <laughs> That's just been in the news very recently, a teacher did it. So now this is, can be quite dangerous because there are people who get drawn to this for a good reason, because there is, amongst all that egoic stuff, for a while at least, he or she is, in, in teaching situations, able to express spiritual truth that has some transformational value for some for a while. It could happen, or it's perhaps likely to happen, that eventually, even in teaching situations, the, it, these will, they become contaminated with egoic untruths. And it's so confusing for spiritual seekers to disentangle the truth that person speaks and the untruth is, is brought in by the ego. And some people have become so disenchanted and they condemn then all because they believe that everything that they experienced with this teacher was false. But that is not necessarily and probably not the case. So you need to disentangle. There, there was some spiritual truth there, but it's, it is advisable that you do not stay with this channel of spiritual truth. And if uh, it could be a very good sign, a very good sign that you now need to find your own, this, go to the source that is within you. If you are very disappointed by your spiritual teacher, and because the vehicle turns out to be immature, then that may be a good sign that you, this is really the time, use that suffering and allow it to take you to a deep place so that you find the, the, the source within you, the transcendent dimension that's within you, you no longer look outside. So if the, the vehicle then has the form identity that you are, has, to, has a quite a bit to do with whether you are able to, to anchor the awakened state here in this dimension. So to anchor the awakened state in this dimension, your form identity has a role to play. And it is uh, helpful if you have developed a relatively mature form identity. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be old, but you've done certain things here, you've already, you maybe have achieved certain successes, you have, you've graduated or you've had a job and it worked. And then of course you began to discover more and more elements of dissatisfaction with whatever you were doing and that was the beginning of your spiritual path. The, very interesting in connection with this, the form ident form and essence, the, uh, there is in, uh, in India and uh, various other places in the Middle East, in Pakistan and in the Iran, and in the Sufi tradition particularly, there's a, there's a phenomenon of people, men, more men, occasionally women too, there are people walking around the streets and the countryside who seem insane, they are disoriented, 
but there's something about them that others, if they have certain spiritual discernment, recognize. So, although they appear insane and they might walk around, they may not say much or anything, and they walk, and there's a word in Sufism, the word to describe them is must, which is spelled M-A-S-T. Must means intoxicated, and the full term is must Allah, which means God intoxicated. That is uh, recognized as a state. It is people whose form identity was so undeveloped that when, for some reason, the influx came of the, the emerging essence, the form could not deal with it. It's like plugging a toy engine into a high voltage outlet that's not going to, to work very well. But there is something in these humans that others have recognized as there's more, there's not, uh, they're not crazy in the normal sense of the word. So th there are thousands of them, so they, call, they are called God intoxicated, as that is the term of these musts. There was a sage in India in the uh, first part, early part of the 20th century, whose name was Mia Baba, not to be confused with Sai Baba or any of the other numerous Babas. Mia Baba was the silent sage who for 40 years was in silence, did not speak, but he had a particular interest in the God-intoxicated ones, and he said the difference between them and ordinary madness is their minds are slow, have slowed down much slower than a normal mind, and in how he saw it, and he said, what? And the real craziness is when the mind speeds up, it's much faster than the normal. Now, the, the God-intoxicated ones are experiencing a, a slowing down of the mind to such an extent that they cannot cope with the world anymore. They cannot function in this world anymore. This is a, a good example of how when the vehicle is totally unsuitable for some reason, and we don't know how it, it how these people, at what stage of their life the influx of consciousness came into them, but they were not re definitely not ready for it. And so that is an extreme example of relationship between form and essence not working. So Mia Baba spent years of his life helping these people, and some of them became recognized as like saints. And this would probably never have happened in the West. And it is also true that there are people in mental homes in the West who are of that kind, who have experienced this influx and the vehicle was totally unprepared and totally immature, and it kind of blew all the fuses. That is a very interesting subject. For you, then, the important thing is none of this is likely to happen to you. And if it is, if the call to teach comes, 
just wait a little. Just don't be, don't rush into it. Give it a little bit of time and let it develop very organically and so that there's a deepening and so that the, the awakened state becomes more integrated with your form identity. Another thing that people do, they immediately write a book about it. There's nothing wrong with writing a book, it's great. But just give it a little bit of time, let it mature. You had a great awakening experience, and then you t- even you talk about it, and then you write about it, and you, you, it gets dispersed. It's not contained anymore. So it's better for a while not to talk about your spiritual awakening, just to live it, not to talk about it. Let be what you you begin to embody it so that you can embody it. The big question is where you are at spiritually is not what uh, spiritual experience you can have in the, in one limited area of your life, but how integrated the awakened consciousness is in your daily life. So if you want a reflection of where you are at spiritually, it's not even your ability to talk well about it. It's more how do you deal with everyday challenges and situations and difficult people and so on. That is the, reflects back to you where you are at in your spiritual awakening and to what extent essence identity and form identity have become integrated. It's through your daily life and your relationships that they become integrated. So it's not enough to have a beautiful, oh, it's a wonderful thing, to have a beautiful experience of awakening here. That's stage one. That's great. And the next challenge is to bring it into your, into your daily life. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.